and it's called Retired Shield, 15231. Retired Shield, 15231. The number 15231 is a very special member and number to the New York City Police Department. It's the badge number of Detective Stephen McDonald, the kind of police officer that brings pride to the force and pride to any city in which they serve. On the afternoon of July 12th of 1986, and I was living in New York at the time, Officer McDonald and his partner, Peter King, were checking out a string of bicycle thefts in Central Park. They approached three teenagers who bolted as they watched the two officers approach them. Chasing them down, McDonald began questioning them when one of the boys, a 15-year-old, pulled out a gun and fired. As the police officer fell, the boy fired two more times. Cradling his partner in his arms, King radioed for help. EMTs responded immediately and got him to Harlem's Metropolitan Hospital. The doctors, nurses, and technicians miraculously saved his life. But the second bullet had hit McDonald's spine. He was paralyzed from the neck down. During his long convalescence, his wife, Patty Ann, gave birth to their son, Connor. McDonald remembers, and I quote, to me, to me, Connor's birth was like a message from God that I should live and live differently. And it was clear to me that I had to respond to that message. I prayed that I would be changed, that the person I was would be replaced by something new. That prayer was answered with the desire to forgive the young man who shot me. I wanted to free myself of all of the negative, destructive emotions that this young man's act of violence had unleashed in me. Anger, bitterness, hatred, all kinds of feelings. I needed to free myself of those emotions so that I could love my wife and our child and to love all those others around us. McDonald reached out to the young man who shot him, Shabad Jones. It took some time, but the cop and the 15-year-old finally connected, and McDonald forgave him. And I quote, I forgave Shavad because I believed the only thing worse than receiving a bullet in my spine would have been to nurture revenge in my heart. Such an attitude would have extended my injury to my very soul, hurting my wife, my son, and all those other people in my life. It's bad enough that the physical effects are permanent, but at least I can choose to prevent spiritual injury. Over time, incredibly, the two have become friends, and they have carried on in correspondence one to another. I'm sometimes angry at the boy who shot me, McDonald says, but more often I feel sorry for him. I only hope that he can turn his life into helping 
and not hurting people. I forgave him, and I hope that he can find peace and purpose in his life. But forgiving Shavad was only the beginning for Officer McDonald. He was determined not to be defined by his disability and all that had been taken from him. He spoke widely at schools and churches, proclaiming the power of forgiveness, but also trying to break the cycle of violence that makes victims of so many, including the boy who shot him, a young man whom society has failed way before he ever met me in Central Park. McDonald also worked with police officers who were wounded in the line of duty and served as a resource for them and for their families. It was on January 10th of 2017 that McDonald finally died of a heart attack. He was 59 years old. Cardinal Dolan, who presided at his funeral mass at St. Patrick's Cathedral, called Officer McDonald an icon of mercy and forgiveness, a prophet of the dignity of all human life. A year later, the NYPD retired Steve McDonald's shield. No police officer in the city of New York will ever again wear shield number 15231. For NYPD, it's much more than a number. See, I think throughout our lives, we experience all kinds of deaths. And so often, experiencing those deaths, we find ourselves bound, bound by the burial cloths of fear, hopelessness, and despair in our lives. But see, the Jesus of the gospel challenges us to realize the possibilities for resurrection, for bringing forth something new, something good out of all of those deaths in our lives. See, each one of us here possesses the insight, the grace, and truly the very courage that we need to free ourselves from those tombs that we entomb ourselves in. And those tombs where we entomb others. But Jesus, our very faith, calls us to something life-giving, something that's positive, that once we have grieved what we've lost and adopt ourselves to that which has now been changed, the grace of God will always empower us to take the next step. For my favorite passage, that favorite phrase, I should say, in the passage that Freddie read for us today is that passage where Jesus goes to the tomb, he calls Lazarus by name. In the gospel, John cites that the dead man came out bound head to foot. And Jesus looks at the dead man and he looks at the crowd who are all weeping and it admits that even Jesus, in fact, the shortest passage in scripture is in this gospel of John. It's just three words, and Jesus wept. 
He looks at the dead man, looks at the crowd, and says, untie him and let him go free. How often have we bound people in burial bounds? You hurt me and I will never forgive you. And they're bound. But the truth is, we are the ones who remain bound in our anger, in our revenge, in our hurt. We are the ones who become paralyzed. Someone hurts us. They have an affair. They leave us. They don't feel, fulfill their promises. And we bind them. And they try to set themselves free, and we won't allow it. They will never be free. And sadly, we do the same to ourselves. I will never forgive myself for doing this. I hurt my children and I will never forgive myself. So I live bound for the rest of my life. And everything that's happening around me, all the wonders around me, I can't see because I'm trapped, I'm bound. I can't let myself go. I won't forgive myself. I can't forgive myself. Just the other day, someone said, I know that God forgives me, but I can't forgive myself. But Jesus says, untie him. Let him go free. Untie yourself and go free. That's, that's the faith that you and I believe in. But you know, so often in our lives, we spend so much time binding up other people. No, you don't play by the rules. We tie them up. You can't be in our faith. You can't come to our church. We tie them up. Oh, I don't like that Pope Francis. He's too merciful. He is so nice. Okay. Well, Father, his niceness is confusing to people. They need to know. They need to know God is going to get them. Untie him. Let him go free. Why do we hold people bound? Not just for days or hours. Probably you, like me, we know people who have held others bound for years. They've even died and we still hold them bound. No, Father, I will never go to my husband's grave. I don't even know where it is. My children went, I won't. Does that make you feel better? He's dead. You're the one who's bound by your anger and your grief. And your children don't really talk to you anymore because you're always angry. Untie him. See, acting with mercy instead of anger 
Officer McDonald found the wisdom and the grace to rise from those ashes and to embrace a new life. And he becomes the vehicle of forgiveness, mercy, and healing for others. I was living in New York, and I remember that occasion so very powerfully. One of the Dominicans in the house that I lived at at St. Catherine's was the chaplain to the police force. And they came to St. Catherine's for a prayer service the night of the shooting. I sat with his wife, his pregnant wife at the time. I held her hand. I had no words. What do you even say? But I knew that holding her hand, she knew that I was telling her she wasn't alone. We were there together. And when I visited in the hospital and they were so hopeful and he was so hope-filled, asking the chaplain to help him find the young man. He not only unbound himself with a young man, he unbound his wife and their unborn child. And he was born, Connor was born into a family of love and hope and mercy and peace. That young boy there is no doubt in my mind will do great things in this life. Lord, if you had been here, my brother would never have died. But even now, anything you ask, I know he will grant you. Your brother will rise. I know that he will rise on the last day. Anyone who believes in me will never die. Do you believe this? The question asked to every one of us. Do you believe this? Lord, I have come to believe. I have come to believe. I believe you will set me free.